K-Talk, your text messages to 31567. Tim, thank you so much. Uh, good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, no, doing very well. Thank you. Tim, I mean, you talk about the auto trail. I must admit, I have no idea where it is, what it looks like, and what it would take to get there, and what I would be looking forward to uh, getting there. Give us some details. Yeah, so um, basically, let's just start off with the rescue recap and the, the safety recap. Um, so the rescue recap this week, um, there's been no rescues, thank goodness. Um, so it's been a nice, quiet week. Mm-hmm. I think the weather's kept everyone off the mountain. Um, but I'm expecting this weekend we'll have people on the mountain, so just for people to be careful when they're on the mountains um, because obviously everything is wet um, and Table Mountain, I hear you talking about, will will be one of those mountains that has got lots of slippery rocks and stuff, so people must just be be aware and um, and, and cautious. And then the safety recap um, last Saturday, um, the Table Mountain Safety Forum um, invited all sorts of hiking groups onto Silvermine to do whatever walks they wanted to do with their groups. Anybody was invited, and the whole idea was that it was a spring launch um, to get our mountains back and to make people feel that they can be in the mountains and that it's safe to be in the mountains. So, um, mm. yeah, and then, and then the Otter Trail, um, you were basically saying you're not sure exactly where it is. Um, I don't know if you know Storms River up in the Eastern Cape. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that. I know that, that that side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So that's you go to the mouth of the Storms River, and that's where um, it it starts. And it's five days long, and it ends at Nature's Valley. Which, if you've never been, you should go because Nature's Valley is a stunning little place. Sorry, Tim. I think you meant five hours. You said five days. Five days. Yes. Huh? No, definitely not five hours. <laughs> If you do it in five hours and you, you trail running it, you, you're doing a very good time because it's um, it is around about 47 kilometres in total. Yeah. So as trails go, it's actually not a particularly long trail. I mean, if you take Fish River Canyon, for instance, that's almost 90 kilometres, so it's almost double the distance in the same amount of days. Um, the difference, though, is that Fish River Canyon's in a canyon, so it's pretty much flat most of the way. Otter Trail, on the other hand, is not. Um, each day you don't travel more than, I think the average is under 10 kilometers a day. But you'll spend four to six hours every day hiking. What? Because, because of the terrain. Mm. So the, the terrain that you go through is anything from sandy beaches to cliff edges, um, crossing past waterfalls, um, crossing over rivers. Um, climbing up steep embankments, going down the other side. So it's, it's actually quite a taxing trail. Um, and I think that's what makes it so attractive ah, because, for, for everybody. Because that's exactly what I was about to ask. So why, why, why are people so interested in it? And you've, I think you've just given the reasons here. I would imagine, though, uh, Tim, that um, you would need to prepare for this. This is not just something you can just wake up and go do. And if you are, uh, first of all, how do you prepare for it? And secondly, uh, in every trail, I would imagine there are some things that you need to be aware of. Yeah, so basically in preparation for a trail like this, um, even though the distance is very, very short, um, basically what you're doing every day is very, very taxing on your body going up and down. So in order pre- 
preparing for it, you need to be doing weekend trails and, and getting your body ready for it because you obviously have to carry food for five days, you know, five days' worth of food. So your backpack can get very, very heavy. Um, so you need to prepare properly for it. You need to be fit. Um, to be honest with you right now, if I had to try and do it, I think I would struggle. I haven't done a five-day trail in quite some time. I've done lots of two-day trails, um, but I think yeah, I, it would be a challenge for me. I would, I would love to do it again. It's been a very, very long time since I last did it. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so um, maybe more on the hazards there. Any, anything specific? Yeah, the hazards, you know, one of the biggest problems is um, when rescues happen within or on the Otter Trail, it's normally people that have sprained their ankle because they're walking over the rocks and it's slippery. So if it has been raining or if the rocks are wet, just to be very, very careful when you're going over those sort of terrains because you, you kind of become a little bit um, too relaxed with it um, and, and people end up slipping and falling. Uh, the, the big thing of this, this, of this trail is um, the Blokans River. So you've got to cross the Blokans River, and you can't just cross it at any time of the day. The best time to do it is at low tide, um, for obvious reasons. If it's high tide, the, the water is a lot deeper where you're going to cross because it's right at the mouth where, where the, the ocean meets, meets the river. So you've got to time it. You've got to know what the tides are doing. So before you even start the trail, check what the tides are doing on the particular day that you're going to be crossing that river and time it so that you know the distance from the hut to where the river is. Time it so that you hit around about low tide so that you can actually either wade across or just swim without having to worry too much about being sucked out. And to be honest with you, people have got the timing wrong um, and, and the current does actually take people out and then it ends up being oh, a rescue. No. So, okay, so five days worth of uh, trail and you're saying spectacular views, that's what it has to offer and some interesting terrain that you'd have to navigate uh, around. Um, and you're saying, okay, just be careful of the river and some if it's raining, the rocks might be wet and slippery. So what is the one thing that most people don't know about this trail? That this trail is the oldest trail in South Africa, which um, I learned recently as well. Oh. That it, it, is, it, is a, it is a very popular hike with, with um, hikers that are, you know, it's like the, the ultimate hike for South Africa. If you're going to do all of the hikes around South Africa, the Otter Trail is the one that you want to go for. Um, because it's so challenging in terms of the terrain that you're going over, that it's quite taxing on your body. So you have to really be prepared, mentally prepared as well as physically prepared for it. Um, so but, I guess what, you, what you're telling me is if I speak to someone who says they are a hiker, uh, the first question I need to ask them is, uh, have you been to the Otter Trail? And if they say no, <laughs> then I need to tell them, get out of here. You're not serious. Is that what <laughs> the you... Thing is, the thing is, if, if you can get onto the Otter Trail, that's the other thing is that this trail Ooh. is so popular oh. that the waiting list, I think, now is around about a year and a half. So you put a booking in, and it'll be for a year and a half time. It's like the so, Whale Trail is also the same story, also a coastal walk. And it, um, I tried to book it about two years ago, and the woman said to me, what date would you like? And I said to her, well, I want the 
30th of September, and she said, okay, 30th of September, 2019. I went, no, 2018. <laughs> and she just laughed at me. She said, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> you need to, whatever date you give me, it's in a year's time. Uh, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, 15 minutes now to 10 o'clock, you're chatting to Tim Lundy, and he's talking about the Otter Trail, and he's saying, you is it, what's it, a year and a half waiting? Yeah, it's about from a year, year and a half, but there are lots of cancellations. So they do often phone people or email and just tell them that they've got cancellations. Um, I think it's quite rare that all 12 people pull out because each day they allow 12 people on the trail. Yeah, look, I have to... the thing is you've got to move on because every hut, you can't stay an extra night because you've got 12 people coming from behind you. That that, that night is going to be, that's going to be their hut. So you've got to move on. So that's the... The trick about this trail is that if you if you run into trouble, you you run into quite deep trouble. I tell you <laughs> what, uh, yeah, you're saying because because to get rescue out there, there are there are exit routes along the along the trail, but it's um, it's not an easy rescue. Um, they normally have to bring airlift people out because it's it, the terrain is is too difficult to try and carry somebody out. Mm, I'll tell you what, Tim, it's a sort of uh, uh, a trail that I would follow because I'd make the plans, but I know I'd exactly that I'd cancel so that we'll never actually <laughs> go up on there. That being said, I mean, you talk about it being the otter trail, I would imagine then there's a lot of otters to see out there. You know, when I did it many, many, many years ago, um, and when I found many years ago, if you remember Haley's Comet, when it came around mm. in, I think it was 1987? No. Was, when I did, I did the trails. I think it was 1987. Haley's comet came around, and I remember my father waking me up at about three o'clock in the morning to show me Haley's comet. And you know, the, the nice thing is because you know, in any cities or the the light and the and the stars at night are just phenomenal. And so we could see Haley's comet, and I just remember going out and sort of expecting this thing to be shooting across the sky, and it was just a static ball of light. Sure. <laughs> and I mean, is that it? The other thing that I do remember is that we spotted an otter. Yeah, I know. Um, so you, you are lucky to, to spot an otter. It was also the first time that I heard the cry of a fish eagle. And if you've ever heard the cry of a fish eagle, you'll never forget it. So nature oh. out there is phenomenal. You you really are out there with nature. Um and, and alone, and, and you really get to experience what nature really is like. And in terms of, I think you mentioned the accommodation, there are actually houses you can stay in. Is it just yeah. tents? So they normally, from what I remember, there are two cabins per night, and each cabin sleeps six people. And look, I mean, they as, as camping goes or as trails go, they basically bunk beds with a mattress. There's nothing fancy about them but it keeps you dry when it's raining and you've got your sleeping bag. And when you three, four days into the hike, you look forward to a mattress and a, and a hard, hard bed. <laughs> That's the whole idea of living, Tim. That's yeah. the whole idea of being alive. You know, yeah, you want to exactly. go home and just snuggle under that warm blanket, that mattress. Uh, you, that being you, s- you, after yeah. five days, you get to appreciate what you have when you've come, <laughs> when you've come off. But you, you look at life a little differently. I would imagine. the small things. And, you know, uh, well, many a times that I've listened to you talk, you always speak about the nicest day on the trail. Is there a nice day on this specific trail? 
Yes, day three is by far the nicest. It's it's got the nicest views, cliffs. Um, yeah, it's just it's got stunning scenery that you'll end up just taking so many photographs. Beautiful beaches that you'll walk along, and you know the nice thing is that you know that, that out of twelve, that it, it belongs to you that day. That that what you can see is yours because there is nobody else out there. So one or two SMSs talking about this. One says, uh, uh, hello there, never done the otter, sadly, but I have a house in uh, Malchas. Uh, is the Malchas, yeah, near Well Trail. Uh, probably one of the best. That's Damon in Devonville. I'm guessing you have yeah. an idea where this is, uh, Tim. Uh, you know, Tim, when you talk about the days, though, uh, just back on the trail, Yes. I, I imagine you, when you talk about the day in that we wake up, so if we were to go on the trail, we go, you know, we wake up at like 10 in the, you know, late morning and then we have our <laughs> breakfast and then we take a couple of steps and then we have our lunch again and then say three, three-ish, around four, we yeah. are camping in. Is that the day? Well, if you sleep in until 10... I think you're going to have 11 other people <laughs> not so happy with you because when you're on trails, you generally, when the sun comes up, you're up. I find that's that's the uh. general norm as opposed to the rule. It's just w- when the sun comes up, that's that's pretty much all. When the first person gets up, you know, when you're in close quarters and you've got somebody getting up, then everyone's up. So, yeah, the, most of the days that you walk, you'll be finished by sort of lunchtime, 2 o'clock. Three o'clock. So you've got the rest of the day to oh, get to marvel and just enjoy in, in in the in the rivers and just enjoy the scenery. Okay. And if there's an easy day or a beautiful day, I imagine there's an opposite of that. There's got to be a yes. tough day. The very next day. So you go from bliss to to yeah. It, it just. Um, Day four is, is particularly hard because of the terrain. Of You, you end up going up, and if whatever goes up has got to come back down again. So you've, you go back down the other side. You've got rock crossings, which can be quite taxing on your, your ankles. And then you've got walking across beaches, which nine times out of ten you're going to take your boots off because you, you end up just sinking in the sand with your boots. So yeah. it, it's, it's 13.8 kilometers, which is, again, not a, not a massive distance. But it's what you do in that 13.8 kilometers that, that really makes a difference. It takes around about six hours to get, get through that. So Rhonda Simon sends uh, you an SMS saying that I'm a senior now. I did the Otter Trail back in June of 1984 and again in 1985. That's with my uh, late husband and a group of 12 family members, of which two were 12 year old. Uh, yeah. The huts were basic. We washed in the rivers and it is the ultimate trail. Uh, the memories are just precious, a must for every hiker. Huh? Absolutely. Uh, one of the, the memories that I've got when I did it, and I was around about 12, 13 when, when um, I did, did the trail. And each night we would have, we'd split the 12 people up into groups. Um, and so basically each night a different group would have a responsibility to make a sort of a surprise for the rest of the group. And it was totally up to you what sort of surprise you wanted. So the, the person that we'd hooked up with had actually um, connected with the ranger and called him and said to him, look, if I give you two cases of beers and a case of cool drinks for the kids, 
will you bring it in on the 4x4 and we'll hike up on the emergency route, grab it from you and bring it back down again. And he said, no problem, not a problem at all, he'll, he'll do that. So that's exactly what we did. And on the day, we, we then, while we were walking, we said, look, oh, it's hot today. What, what would you do for an ice cold bear right now? And of course, this was day four. So, I was I was about to ask because I'm asking for a friend by the way here Tim. Um yeah. are you allowed to carry beverages of that can be fiery when you are on a trail? Look, I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't suggest going completely overboard. Um but you know a, a couple of beers here or there for the evening mm. you know as long as it, it it keeps tidy and doesn't get completely out of hand. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I normally, when I go on a hike, um, I take uh, whiskey with me, um, but not a full bottle. I'll put it into a um, hip flask, and it's just it's just nice to to have on the side, you know, when you've when you've had your meal or whatever, just to sit around the fire and have have, have drinks and, mm. and sit and relax. It's amazing um, how that just made hiking look a bit, be- for the friend, of course, it made hiking look <laughs> bam, much, much better. Uh, here's one <laughs> Here's one for, for you. Uh, this is from my radio mother. That's Maureen. Uh, she says, ask Tim if Koketo has been on a hike with you since he has uh, uh, finished with radio. <laughs> has he, he? he hasn't been on a hike with me, but when, when we were doing the show, he definitely, uh, I, was, I managed to get him out on one which was into Orange Clove, which is, I think, at his limit. Um, and there was at one point where he turned around to me and just looked at me and went, no, Tim, no. And I looked at, back at him and I said, that's one. <laughs> but um, once we got to the, the lunch stop, which is uh, Daza, um, the Daza River, and we went up Hell's, to Hell's Gate, which is about another 25 minutes up the river, um, a whole new side of Coquetza came out, um, which is what I was expecting. I knew it was going to come, where he got it. He understood why I'd taken them there, and and basically he just he was wowed by the scenery. And you know, oh, when we wow. finished the walk, he had completely forgotten about that point where we were going uphill. <laughs> his legs were burning, <laughs> and he was hating me big time. <laughs> Listen, Tim, I do have to say goodbye to you, but very quickly, 20 seconds. Uh, your parting words to the Cape Talk listeners? Sorry, Mike? Your parting words to the Cape Talk um, listeners? Yeah, I think um, just from a hiking point of view, go out and enjoy the mountains. Spring is now here. I think there's still a bit of rain on the horizon. And just go out, be safe, enjoy it. And, um, yeah, just... Um, Enjoy, enjoy the mountains because we, we're very fortunate to have them. I hear you loud and clear. Tim Lundy, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much uh, to Tim uh, talking about the Otter Trail and to you listening at home. Very quickly, we are also talking about uh, Table Mountain. Hi, Abs. I'm from Durban and have been up Table Mountain several times. My first was on a bus uh, trip to Cape Town. During the, this bus trip, I fell in love with Cape Town and Table Mountain. This was in 1999 and in 2000, I moved to Cape Town. That's from Nelson.